1: And uh, inside the studio, I'm seated right beside Charlie Dubbin. And
0: I'm like
2: ooing
0: and awing well,
2: over some photos I've just brought up on oh the my monitor God, yeah. here. Audubon
1: Society Audubon yep.
2: Photography Awards because I just mentioned to Frank, next weekend, yeah, yeah. the Great Backyard Bird Count starts. Well. More I'm, on that.
1: Yeah, More on that in a bit.
2: Yes, because uh, of course you have to do all your shout-outs first. Well, yeah, well I've, only got one,
1: <laughs> I've only got one shout-out right really? one now. Really? Only that's, one? That's to my buddy, Mark Giles, who at this very moment is enduring the wrath of uh, Sh- Shirley. Oh. she's got the whip out, and he's delivering <coughs> wood uh, out to the back uh, of oh, the house. There, oh, yeah. So he's going to help help her get it all tarped up. Y- you,
2: and so you just like sneak out the door, yeah, to come and do radio, yeah. Well, Shirley, then I arrange
1: that I'm not there when all the work is to be done. <laughs>
2: Excellent. You are clever.
1: <laughs> oh, well, I tell you. <laughs> little rascal. Any any problems for you on the drive-in?
2: Not at all. No, no. Roads yeah. are re- moving along. There was yeah. no accidents or anything like that.
1: So yeah, was... well, up in the Newmarket area, much more snow, of course, than they had in, in, in Toronto. In town here, in, yes. In downtown. But uh, I understand we might be in front of the slam. Uh, uh,
2: tonight, they're talking freezing, freezing rain, rain and yeah. snow tomorrow. So I'm oh, yeah, hunker down. Like, yep. make sure you, you know... Put another log on the fire, so
1: to speak. You've got it.
2: Okay. (laughs) Don't be going anywhere. Yeah, I better give up. Phone number. We do like people to call us, don't we? This is the garden
1: show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Here's the number if you are in the Toronto area. 416-360-0740. And anywhere in the province, it's toll-free. 866 740 4740. A uh, little mantra is call early, call often, one question per call. And indeed, if you're a first time caller, please let Sebastian know, and uh, you'll hear that little bell. That's right. You, you get, get a moment. workout, and
2: yeah. our caller gets their garden wings. Exactly. Speaking of wings, oh look. Yeah, yeah. So if you go, this is such an amazing photograph. www.audubon.org photo awards, yeah. slash photo awards. Somebody actually took this picture. I think their name is actually here. See, it's a oh, bald yeah. eagle and great blue herons. Bonnie Block, uh, she the 2016 was the two thousand and sixteen grand winner. So there's a yeah bald eagle coming in for a landing onto water. I guess, but they oh, don't really land man. on water. It's probably gonna grab one of these herons. There's a whole bunch of blue herons also in the picture. It's so crystal clear though. The, Absolutely anyway, beautiful. okay, yep. enough about birds, uh, let's talk about gardening. All right. Today and tomorrow, yes. remember, the Southern Ontario Orchid Show is on at the Toronto Botanical Gardens, 11 till 5, both days. General admission is only $12, cash at the door. You can get a $2 off coupon in advance by going to W, S as in Sam, O. O S again as in Sam.ca. Um, and of course it's a great show. Terry yeah. joined us last week to give us a share some of her knowledge. And of course, there's hundreds of orchid enthusiasts at the show, happy to share their knowledge as well. So if right. you if you like orchids or you just want to go off into the land of crazy flowers, <laughs> make sure they you to get out to the show. Uh, this Monday, 8 p.m. at night, join the Agent Court Garden Club to laugh, learn, and have dessert. They're fun. Meeting at the Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland at Shepherd. The guest speaker are the master gardeners who will be be teaching everybody about fabulous foliage, which is, you know, plants typically in the, when we have a lot of shade in our gardens, um, sometimes it's a people love colour and so it's hard, many plants don't flower in a lot of shade. Typically what we find is early spring is when the shade... Uh, plants bloom because that's when the most sun gets through and the leaves aren't out on the trees yet. And then come June, July, August, it's all shady and everything's green. So knowing and using fabulous foliage in those shady areas can really brighten things up because of some amazing plants with some amazing foliage, not just plain old boring green. So learn more about that uh, on Monday. Mark your calendars. Get the jump on spring. This is an annual event. Every year, the Toronto Botanical Gardens hosts the Jump on Spring. It is this year, Saturday, February That even sounds 18th. nice to
1: say. Yeah. Jump on Spring. Yeah. Like, it's maybe just around the corner. Yeah, get huh? the Jump on Spring.
2: Yeah. And it's always just before Spring. Yeah. Well, well, more than just before. A full month before. But still it's uh, it's exhibitors it is guest speakers uh, it's food it's all about bubbles yeah, yeah yeah and it's quite again a fun event it's completely free they do love a donation if you can put, give a two dollar donation at the door your name will be entered into a box of of um, for prizes and yep. every hour they pull out. A name and prizes are given out, so that's quite fun. So free parking, free admission, lots going on, vendors and speakers, et cetera, et cetera. So go to the t- toronto ca for more information on that. Um, and then all the way, well, we don't need to go all the way to February 26th, but I will tell you I want to share a poinsettia email that one of our listeners sent. And I won't do that now, but perhaps we'll have a minute or so between callers. Okay. And uh, and we can talk a bit about um, poinsettia success. All
1: righty. Well, we'll be uh, chatting with our listeners in just moments here. Sharon from West Lawn. We're going to say hi to Sharon in just a couple of moments here on The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio.
0: Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: All righty, let's uh, go to the phone lines, Charlie. All righty. Uh, there, out in <laughs> West Lauren is Sharon. Hi, Sharon. Good morning.
3: Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Charlie.
2: Hey, hi, Sharon. Welcome back to the show.
3: Thank you very much. Um, what I'm ca- uh, calling about is, um, I was listening to the radio yesterday. Excuse mm-hmm. me. I've got a little bit of a... A frog. Ribble, yeah. I was listening to to the uh, radio yesterday, and um, one of your little blurbs came on that you Uh have on for advertising and whatever about your show. And you mentioned about, um, well, Valentine's Day coming up and the tulips were becoming Mm -hmm. more the the flower to give and whatever and that too. But then you mentioned about... uh, putting them in the vase and that they move. Mm. Uh, that, I found that very interesting. I never oh, called cool. that before. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Frank um, just, what hasn't I heard of was. Then you mentioned about um, putting tulips and daffodils together. Right. Now, is, do you mean in the vase yeah, exactly. or in the ground type no, thing?
2: Only I was talking about cut flowers. The, oh okay. yeah so okay. daffodils now as a why? well daffodils as a cut flower must stand alone meaning they must be the only species in the vase oh, really? they they actually exude a toxic chemical from their stems and uh, they will kill all the other cut flowers in the vase <laughs>
1: That's daffodils
2: yeah daffodils oh yeah, yeah so you'd never mix them always I have see. your daffs alone I
3: see well i I wondered whether it was together because i thought well i've, I've planted daffodils mm. and tulips together oh of course and they are just beautiful
2: oh, of course but, yeah um, me too i didn't
3: know whether about the boss and whatever in that too but well, i wondered
2: why yeah well and think about the daffodil bulb that is also toxic you yes, know when yes, a squirrel I knew, I knew digs that. one up they go oh damn it's a daffodil and they throw <laughs> yeah. it over their shoulder yeah. but you know they yeah. dig up a tulip and they go you know well, yummy there's you know yeah, my yeah. my snack
3: right right so um, okay thank you Thank you very much and have
2: a good day thanks, and all that snow and whatever you've got down there down there <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> you're in snow kind of yeah, Snowbelt. Right. you <laughs> bye bet bye thanks Bye-bye. sharon
1: have a great day and a great weekend for frank just matter. before you go yeah. to
2: the next caller um what sharon was talking about is because you, you have a puzzled look yeah. what tulips do that no other cut flower does is they keep growing after they've been cut oh really so if you have a vase and you stick a Dozen tulips yeah. into it, and you walk away and come back 24 hours later. The tulips will not be where you left them; they are continuing to grow, so they're going to be elongated. Bit, yeah. Plus, they're going to respond to wherever the light is, wherever the window is. So they'll do this twisty, turny towards the light. Plus, they'll they'll be actually growing, and and it's so that we consider them like a dancing flower is, in that is sense. Is that the
1: only species that does that? that? I know of yes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: wow! Yeah. So it's kind of neat. Cool. Yeah, they're fun that.
1: Good stuff. Already, let's uh, go on to the phone lines again this time. Well, there's our old friend Josephine uh, yes, in Pickering. Good another morning. Old
4: friend. Good Welcome. morning. How are you? Excellent. Great. That's good. I was debating whether I'd go out and shovel the snow, and I thought, no, not until I talk <laughs> to, to the three of you.
2: Ah, oh, okay. thanks for calling.
4: Okay, it's the Hoyas.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, now I transplanted them into potting soil, okay. but I'm beginning to think it's the wrong potting soil. Why? I don't know. I got the regular potting soil, but I'm wondering if it should be in a tropical potting soil.
2: Well, it should be in a very well-drained, almost like a cactus potting soil. So, uh, something that's got that is either very large particles, so very very well-drained, or uh, a soilless mix or a potting soil that is, yeah, designed for super good drainage, which would be like a you know cactus or succulent mm. soil. So,
4: sand and soil. Yeah. Ah, so the ordinary potting soil that you buy is no good. Well, not necessarily. If it just it was- doesn't, it takes a longer time for them to
2: take hold. Okay, well, it's, if it's the kind of soil that's just really, really slow to dry out, just cut way back on your watering. I mean, that's the trick with the Hoya. The, the only way you're going to kill it is with overwatering. So, you know, stick your fingers in there. Make sure it's, you know, dry, firm soil between waterings, whether it's a couple of weeks or a couple of months. Don't don't hesitate to wait.
4: Remember, I told you this plant has not bloomed I since know, my mother died.
2: I know, but you're going to do the right thing and it's going to. Oh, gonna I'm going to get it blooming uh, if it
4: kills me. I know.
2: <laughs> All right. And to let us know. Well, I will let you know. Okay. Have a good weekend, the three of you.
1: Thank okay, you. thank you. You too. Okay, and thanks so much. When when she first said uh, the three about that, wait a minute, just you and I. Of
2: course, Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah. And I know, Josephine uh, and Sebastian go funny. way back. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> there you are. And uh, Sebastian is the guy who handles all the calls. So indeed, uh, when you get through on the lines, and I'm going to give a plug to the phone lines right now because we have room for a couple of callers, okay? Uh, say hi to Sebastian. Here in Toronto, it's And then anywhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And we'll be along in a moment to say hi to Margaret in Cambridge right after these words.
0: Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: And uh, just one little plug again for the phone lines. Uh, we do have two lines open right now, 416-360-0740, and uh, anywhere in the province toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. But right now, out to Cambridge we go. There's Margaret. Good morning, Margaret.
2: Good morning. Good morning.
5: Hi, how are you? Great. Good. I'm calling about planting garlic. Mm-hmm. I'm aware that it should be planted in the fall. hmm But the garden centers
2: are selling
5: the bulbs in the spring. (laughs) I was just wondering, can it be planted in the spring?
2: It can. Uh, You just won't have as large of a crop.
5: Oh, is that right? Yeah. So uh, even if you can put it in the ground as soon as it's workable?
2: Yeah, as soon as the ground thaws, you want to get it in the ground. And make oh, sure it goes okay. into sunny spot and a soil that is a well drained soil because it's a bulb and so it's not a spot that's super wet all the time, otherwise, the bulb will rot. So, you'll oh. treat, you'll <clears throat> grow the garlic just like you would when you plant. Oh, the difference is, is that when you plant in the fall, we put the garlic in. It stays dormant, but it does put a bunch of roots out in the fall. And oh. so it gets a little bit established before winter hits. And mm-hmm. then as soon as the soil starts to thaw and a little bit of warmth starts to arrive, it shoots up. So it's just you get a bit of a jump on the season. Um, you, but you'll do the exact same thing. You'll watch for when the flowers come up, the, You know, the flower scapes, they're called, and mm-hmm. you'll remove those in order to... You know, encourage the the bulb to grow underground, and then once the leaves are two thirds yellow, then you will uh, harvest. Oh,
5: okay. So you have to remove those flowers.
2: Yeah, you have to, and you can eat them, of course. Oh, but, yeah, and actually harvest them. They look like a pigtail. They they come up and they get a, a twirl on the oh. stem. Mm-hmm. Don't allow those flowers to open because a lot of energy goes into forming those flowers and then actually, you know, opening those flowers, and that will rob. Uh, carbohydrates and energy from growing the bulb underground.
5: Oh, okay, right. and then it's two third yellow, and yeah. the plant is yeah. two third
2: or a third. Well, no, about two thirds yellow. I usually when when I'm about half the leaves have turned yellow, I'll usually dig up one just to uh-huh. see what it looks like because there is a there's an optimal time to harvest garlic. Too late, and all the outer papery, it's called a tunic, starts to all peel off, which is makes it very difficult to store. You know the bulbs yeah. for a few months. Too early, and they're they're not they don't have as much flavor. And they um, aren't as big, obviously, as they're going to get. So there's a oh. there's a there's a, an optimal time, and it's kind of dependent on the kind of s- summer we have.
5: Oh, okay, okay, all right. That sounds good. Thank Excellent. you very much. Thank you, welcome
1: Thanks for calling. Bye Garlic, to me, oh, my. My favorite meal, honestly, is spaghetti and butter with garlic in it and just oh, drizzled over and then some pepper on top of that. Fre-
2: like fresh garlic? Tris- yeah. Little, really? Yeah.
1: Well, and you, well you, you fry it up a little of bit course. We, we, in, in butter. Oh, I see. And, and then pour all of that over the spaghetti.
2: and Oh,
1: my God. <laughs>
2: all that garlic. But,
1: yeah, but don't do <laughs> when I... I remember one time I was looking after the kids. My wife at that time was, was uh, out in uh, Edmonton doing a, a directing a show. And so I was trying to remember how many buds of garlic. <laughs> Clove, and yeah. Cloves. Cloves, yeah. yeah. And so I kept adding and adding. Until oh, gee, I almost poisoned myself. The uh, next day, I was, my all oh, my body sweat. was just,
2: oh, exuding garlic. garlic. But, boy, you were healthy for a while, oh, I I'll bet.
1: I'll tell you, and nobody came near me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Didn't pick up any <laughs> that's, bugs from that's anybody. Right.
2: And you didn't share with your boys? Yeah,
1: well, um, I can't remember, to be honest yeah. Maybe I did. They probably mm. wouldn't have eaten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's Faye in Toronto. Good morning, Faye.
2: Good morning. Good
5: morning. Good morning. Oh, first-time caller. Have... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm
2: sorry. Just wait, a second, V. There you go. There Welcome. We Good morning. Good morning.
5: I have a desert rose. Mm-hmm. It blooms, but before, like the little buds, turn brown and fall. Am I overwatering or underwatering or what?
2: Um, okay, so when you say a desert rose, is it actually like a mini rose, a miniature rose? No,
5: no. A desert rose. It originally from South Africa, and it has a big bottom, like, like a big head down, and then stands up. And they they have four or five beautiful uh, buds. But this, <clears throat> but since I got it, I had it only once blooming. Other than that, each time the the, the tiny little buds turn brown and fall. I never had them bloom. So S- please, uh, no, open how long have you had this plant? Oh, we bought it from the <clears throat> from the um, food terminal. Oh yeah, and La- was it last? One of the grower, and we paid over hundred dollars oh, for wow. that plant. And I had it
2: for a few years. Oh, okay. But you've kept it alive, so that's important. Oh,
5: it's alive. Okay, yes. good.
2: So, you know what's the bottom line? I'm just looking it up here quickly. Desert Rose, the proper name is Adenium, A-D as in Dobbin, E-N-I-U-M. And you're right, this is uh, a very much of a desert-type plant. So, the trick is, uh, lots of sun, like in the you know brightest, most sunny location you can put it. Indoors, and then, of course, I would get it outdoors in the summer, again, into a sunny spot, but water sparingly. It says here, summer rainfall is enough to keep the plant flourishing in all but the worst drought conditions. Mm. So, And do some fertilizing in the spring and summer, if you wish, all-purpose fertilizer, uh, following the directions, of course, on the fertilizer package. But it is a slow-growing plant. There's no pruning required. Um, and it's just, you know, should it just should be allowed to you know absorb all that sunshine. And if it gets enough sun and, frankly, uh, some stress along the way, it will flower. Because that's typically what causes the, the flowering for so many plants. If you look after them too well, then they just go, oh, this is good. We, I don't need to flower. I'll <laughs> yeah. just put out more leaves. But once they're stressed a bit, they'll often put out some uh, uh, so let
5: them kind of dry. Yep, dry then, right
2: down between waterings. Okay. Okay. Do not keep this plant wet.
5: Thank you so much. Thanks
1: well, for okay, calling. Thanks.
2: Have That's a you.
5: wonderful day. Have yeah, a good yeah, weekend. You're yep. welcome.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. And, and in advance, uh, happy Valentine's That's Day. That's right. And that
2: yeah. is an interesting plant. Look at it. I've Isn't never, it? I've never uh, grown that. But you can see, you look at the stem on it. It's like a
1: yeah tree very trunk. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's big. Yeah. is big 932 here on the Garden Show as we uh take a little trip to Pickering and there's Charlie. Good morning. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Good morning. Good
4: morning. I'm sitting here in my bedroom which is facing north looking at my mountain ash tree mm. which was absolutely loaded with berries this year.
2: Uh-huh.
4: It's now loaded with berries and birds.
2: <laughs> uh-huh. Nice. And would you believe I've had robins here all winter? Yeah, that's we were saying that. I saw robins, too. And, Frank?
1: I was up in Mount Albert about three, four weeks ago. And honest to Pete, I couldn't believe it. There were about eight robins. And
2: real fat guys. <laughs> yeah. You know? Fat robins. Got to love yeah. them. Yep. That, that's what we call climate change. You know, it wasn't that long ago that the robins flew south, but now they're just going, oh, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> picnic. Yeah, no problem. Well, yeah, I almost,
4: guess as long as they have food to eat, they're okay.
2: Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I feed birds. I have, <clears throat> excuse me, feeders, and I yeah. keep them stocked.
4: Yeah, that's well, great. I don't Am <clears throat> I let my mountain ash do it.
2: Yeah, and so you should be participating in the Great Backyard Bird Count. You can lie in bed and do it.
1: That, that starts about. next week.
2: Yeah, it next starts Monday. next Friday. Do you know about it? Have you heard about this? Yes, I have okay. heard about it. Yeah, because I mean, you don't have to go outside. For some people like yourself, you could just wherever you've got birds coming to, whether it's a feeder yeah. or a tree or you know a bird bath, it's a pond or anything.
1: And you enter this <clears throat> your information into a, a website. Yeah, I and it, it's
2: you know? it's just fifteen minutes. It's uh-huh. ha- what varieties of birds and then the quantity of birds you see of those varieties. So say you see five robins and a blue jay and two cardinals in that fifteen minute time frame. Yeah. that's what you send in, and it's it's so amazing. I, I love this program because like for example. Last year, and I've just got the numbers here from last year, there were um, – people, of course, are from all over the world participate mm-hmm. in this – 162,052 different checklists were sent in. So 162, mm-hmm. th- over 162,000 wow. checklists. So those are people 15 minutes counting and sending in their results. Well, that's great. Neat, eh? Yeah. Sorry, but I'm sure, Charlie, you didn't call about that, did you? <laughs> well, it's okay. <laughs> did you have a question? <laughs> No, I didn't have a question. I just wanted to share about all those birds. Mountain ash full of birds. Love it. Okay, great. That's terrific. Thank Thank you you very much. Happy Valentine's Day. And that's
1: the first time we've had another Charlie on the show. I know, a female Charlie. Yes, indeed. Uh, 9.30, almost 9.35 as we go to Siva in Toronto. Hi, Siva. Good morning. Good morning
4: to both of you. Good I morning. just wanted to let Charlie know my amaryllis is just about coming in. Oh, no! Nice. So I was about to give up on it, yeah. but the flower is
2: coming in now. There you go. Okay. There. That and, and might just be blooming for Valentine's Day.
4: Yes. There I think you go. So.
2: Okay. And there and, you go. Thanks and, for letting us know.
4: Yes. And Frank. Yes. That, it, that dish you talked about that's my dish every weekend oh it's really the, it's the best there
2: is isn't it oh garlic butter yeah. and yes, pasta i, I just put my garlic on a, a plane and
4: slice it nicely and
1: saute it yes yeah, that's and, right oh my gosh ah. it's the best there you are so you <laughs> okay <laughs> okay bye kindred spirits uh, we are huh? just
2: going to the garden show gets culinary <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> grow oh, garlic it, yeah exactly oh my god i'd love to i'd love to grow garlic actually yes so well on. you know what
2: we might just work hmm. something oh, for you. Work something out there
1: 9:35 oh and the lines are completely open now okay. they are 416-360-0740 and then anywhere in the province of ontario is free to call 1-866-740-4740
2: so i have a question yes uh, have you planned to uh, some little valentine surprise for your sweetie
1: uh, well, now uh, we are going out.
2: I guess we shouldn't say it too loud. She might no, no, be listening. No, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> she, know,
1: she knows about this. We're going oh, okay. out to spend a, a lovely evening oh, yes. uh, with some friends on, on Valentine's Day.
2: Our Eve, Dinner it were. theater, I think. Yeah, Isn't it? Dinner musical yeah, stuff. That's yep. right. Nice.
1: What's, I'm just trying to remember the name of the little spot we're going to. Gosh.
2: Uh, uh, well, you're I'll
1: look at Oh, Southside Bistro. That's in oh. the Markham Highway 7 area. Uh-huh. Era. And, uh, and uh, we're going to be hearing a, a gentleman who sings a wonderful voice, and he does impersonations of like uh, Engelbert Humperdinck and Louis Armstrong and, yeah. Throw underwear. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Okay, but the reason I was asking is because if you were thinking about perhaps getting some flowers Uh for your love loved one, there. it's important to recognize that there's a lot of meaning to the color of oh, flowers. that's right, yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those things to be aware of. I mean, sometimes, you know, you love somebody very much and you give them some yellow flowers and they look it up and go yellow flowers mean I'm your friend. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean you love me. It just means we're friends. So oh. you got to be careful what these things, you know, colors mean. So, for example, you know, pink flowers, it's all about sweetness. So it's like, you know, you're my sweetie or yeah. whatever when yeah. you give pink. Red being the classic one about passion yeah. and love. But uh, I just, you know. Romance. Yes, right. yes. Yeah. And, and of course, then there's the white. White is all about honesty, purity, and innocence. Uh, so it's, you know, again, you're Those sending. are the ones that I'd I Select was going to say, yeah, yes. yeah, that'd be you. Yeah. So, yeah. surely <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, he'll get you some white flowers, maybe. <laughs> and, but just oh, yeah. you know, just something yeah. to think about. That's all.
1: Okay, uh, back to our phone lines here.
2: Mm-hmm. We have uh, oh, uh, Rosemary. there's
1: Rosemary. Okay, Fort Erie. Welcome to the show, Rosemary.
4: Thank you. I'm calling about my husband's containers that mm-hmm. he had this summer. Mm-hmm. He had spike plants in them. Mm-hmm. And they were absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They couldn't throw them out. Okay. So they put them in the garage. Okay, yeah. And they're actually looking quite not bad at all. And he just made the comment, I wonder if I'm going to keep them through till the spring. Yeah. And what do I do
2: with them? Well, okay, so is your garage insulated? No. Um, and is there any light in your garage, like windows? Uh, well, there's one window, yes. And they're just sitting there in the pots? Yeah, and they're just s- sitting there. Okay, so what will be interesting will be to see if they do survive. They might, they might not. It depends mm-hmm. how much cold they've been subjected to and for how long. They are a tropical plant. I knew that. So they will, you know, they'll take cool temperatures, no question. They'll take it right down to zero, but not for, for a time. Like if it's a 12- or 24-hour freezing situation, the plant will likely die. But you well, won't. They've
4: been there since the,
2: like, yeah, since the yeah, fall. Oh, I'm sure. And they probably look good. They're standing there green and, you know, spiky as they are. Oh, yeah. It is a Dracaena, usually, that is your spike plant. So, what will happen is in the spring, when we get some nice weather, haul them out into the sun for an hour or two on a nice day. Mm-hmm. And at, at that point, you're going to be able to see they're either going to keep standing strong and, and fresh, or they're going to keel right over and turn to mush right before your eyes. Okay. Okay, so that'll be that that's when you'll know. And it's great if they can survive because you know, what mm-hmm. they, they they just get better, right? They're and, huge. Yeah, They're it's, absolutely huge. And I know it's nice to overwinter stuff like that if you can. I've got I a mean, pot in my garage too.
4: Yeah, we have no place to put them other than he just dragged them in the garage Man. and said, "I can't throw these out." <laughs> Man,
2: I I don't blame him. You know what? I do. I do the same thing. I dragged a, a pot of uh, gladiola bulbs and uh, a whole bunch of sort of tender bulbs into my garage, wrapped it all up in blankets, and see if it survives. <laughs>
4: so, He's done nothing. They're just sitting there beside you know. Yeah. Um, and so so anyway, so we'll take them outside when it gets warm
2: yep. and see what happens. See what happens. Let us know. I'd be interested to hear if what. Uh, I mean, you're in, you're in a pretty warm part, neck of the woods there, so you. Never know; they might survive. Oh, no.
4: cross the river from Buffalo, New York. Yeah.
1: You know, I know. <laughs> yeah, oh boy. Yeah.
2: So you got lots of hot air <laughs> coming get, your get way. You <laughs> <Get snow>. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Don't them? hate me. <laughs> no. Um. If the ground is frozen, then do not do not no, water. No, I mean them. when he puts the boat. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. You'll probably find it's going to start warming up. You know, the days are going to get warmer. Mm-hmm. The sun is going to beat down in the garage. So at some point, when the soil feels very dry, mm-hmm. assuming again that the plants are. Still Still standing up and looking quite strong, right. uh, I probably by early to mid March you're going to want to water them.
4: Okay, well okay. I'll call you back and let you know what happens
1: for sure. Thank you. Thanks for thank calling, you. Mary. Yeah, nice to have thank you along here as uh, we extend that uh, to I love, all our listeners. I love
2: people's stories. Yeah, uh, it's all about the stories. It is. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. Nine coming up to 941, and we'll be along. We've got two first-time callers waiting online, and we'll be mm. back and chat with them in just moments. Here on the Garden Show, uh, let you know the phone numbers again here, 416- 360-0740 in Toronto, anywhere else in the province, 1-866- 740-4740. And uh, Charlie and I shall return with uh, more conversations regarding coming up here on Zoomer Radio.
2: Daffodils and
4: daisies. Bluebells and begonias, Scythia and fox clubs, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, Stalks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet
3: williams.
0: You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio.
1: And uh, just before we head back to the phone lines, we have now four first-time callers online. Nice. Uh, we'll be to you in, in just a folk, uh, minute, folks. But you have a, a, an email to I just there. wanted to share yeah. with you
2: quickly a success story. This is from Karen in Ca- Cayuga. And what she's doing is sending me a photograph of her poinsettia, which was from a couple mm-hmm. of years back. Yep. And, of course, they're green plants after Christmas. And they, they're okay, green plants all summer. She followed my advice, she put this plant into the dark for you know every 24 hours into the dark for 12 into the light for 12, right. back to the dark, into the light. So it's a bit of a fiddly process, but you do that for a couple of weeks. And before you know it, your green poinsettia is now turned red. So she oh, sent lovely. a photograph and just said, you know, she's very, very proud. Um, she's happy. She's what She did share this with some local Facebook buy, sell, and advice sites. And she didn't do exactly what, what I told her to do, but she did it for about two weeks. And whatever, you know, and did it the worked. trick, and she's super proud and happy. And well, that's and, great. I uh, showed you a picture of her here, okay. so thanks for letting me know, Karen. I love to hear the feedback,
1: absolutely. Well, here, my bell ringing arm about to be <laughs> a real of workout.
2: Feedback.
1: Here. Hey, that's for Catherine and Vaughn. Good morning, and welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Hi, welcome.
3: I have a question, yeah. Uh, my daughter bought. Uh, heirloom vegetable seeds, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: and she's wondering uh, about companion planting Mm. for optimal growth and uh, vegetable returns. Is there a book we can Mm. buy?
2: You know what, any books on the subject are kind of changing constantly. Um, You know what, leave that with me. I will report back. Does your daughter have access to the internet? Yes. Okay, so let leave that with me. I'm going to uh, report back either before this show is over or the top of next week's show on my best either website or book or both for updated information on companion planting because it's always been an, a story about, you know, this does well with that or, you know, plant garlic with your roses and mm-hmm. it'll protect the roses from aphids. Uh, mm-hmm. The three sisters, you might have heard of the three sisters, that's the corn being one of the sisters, stands up tall. The beans grow up the corn, use using oh. the corn as a way to get up into the sun uh, and squash uh, is, grows at the bottom. So, I mean, we've got these certain plants will do better in the presence of each other. But it's always been anecdotal. Uh, in the last few years, there has been some real scientific, re- you know, super good research done. And that's why I just thought for, you know, the real bottom line, good information, let me see what I can provide you that way. Um, oh, that's wonderful. There's good stories, but there's also hearing. good science behind yeah. it.
1: And
3: good, thanks, thanks for
2: being a first time caller. Yeah, okay, don't be you're a stranger.
3: And have a good
1: day. <laughs> you okay. bet. Thank you. Hey, out in uh, Markham, marking time, is Neville. <laughs> good
6: F, first time
1: caller. Mm,
6: there again. you go. Hi, welcome. Neville. Thank you very much. Hi, Charlie. Righted. I want to um, ask you about the camellia plant. Yes. Camellia japonica. Yep. I bought one last year in the early summer. Mm-hmm. And I. Um, I brought it indoors over the winter.
2: Right. You had to. It would die.
6: It won't take that um, heavy cold. Mm -hmm. Um, But I noticed that it's been shedding a lot of leaves Mm. coming off, dropping off. And uh, I just got one bloom about a week
2: ago. Oh, wow. But good for you. They are not easy to grow inside. Partially, it's because what a camellia wants is very difficult for us to give. Our homes in the wintertime tend to be very dry and very warm, you know, 24 hours a day. A camellia wants more humidity than we can usually give. So right away, make sure that you've got a pebble tray below the camellia. And that would just be, you know, a tray, a shallow tray, whether it's a cookie sheet or something like that with the plant sitting on gravel... In the tray, the gravel's in the tray, the plant is on the gravel, and there's water in the tray always. So there's that extra humidity being provided by that water, which is evaporating all the time, around the camellia. That will help hold the buds, because once they form a bud, they have a tendency to drop because of the lack of humidity. The other thing camellia wants is they want cool nighttime temperatures. Do you turn your thermostat down at night?
6: No, but um, it's not in a very warm spot.
2: Okay, yeah. So they want lots of light, and yes, they don't want too much heat. That's the bottom line on that one as well. So yeah, I mean, if you have a, a you know, a spot that's cool in your house but it's not really bright, uh, certainly that's a good spot for it. Um, if you, if
6: you like with a with a with a lamp or something. Grow,
2: oh, grow do you, yes. If you don't have a good sunny window, then yes, I would get a grow light. Okay. Yeah, they want lots of light. Yeah, but
6: I was surprised that the one dot I got. I know. Beautiful flower. I know. But it grows almost, it seems to be growing off older, older stems.
2: Uh uh-huh.
6: Is that a feature of the plant?
2: Uh, that it blooms on older wood. Uh, yes actually so what you're doing now is you're encouraging new growth because plants they know the days are getting longer and they are starting to get a little excited about these longer days and we are going to see growth from our house plants even if they don't you know they're not in front of a window they know that the days are getting longer and will start to you know get excited so your job is to uh, fertilize the plant, and I would use fertilizer for acid-loving plants, so, yeah. that, so make sure you've got that on hand, follow the instructions, don't use it every time you water, of course, maybe once a month, and I'd get that plant outside for the summer. It would love to be out in the humidity, and the you, know, you don't have to put it in full sun outside, so the morning sun, afternoon shade would work fine outdoors, uh, and just water as necessary.
6: When might it be um, good to take it outdoors?
2: Once we're frost-free. And so, and when you take it out, you're going to take it out gently. So you'll at first, you know, if we're getting nice weather in May, you'll take it out uh, during the day for an hour or two, and then bring it in for the night. And you know, the next day, take it out for two or three hours, and then bring it in for the night. After ten days or so, and we're frost free, you know, guaranteed. You're watching the weather forecasts. Leave it outside, and then slowly introduce it to brighter conditions outdoors.
6: And this plant is about three feet tall. Nice. And it came in the original um, pot, which is about 12 inches, I think. Yep. Should I repot and...
2: N- no, probably not. You'll know it's time to repot when roots start to grow out the bottom drainage holes of the pot. And a twelve-inch pot is a good size uh, pot for now. I wouldn't repot it at all.
1: Yeah, Neville, we have to kind of move along. Uh, but, but thanks for your call, though. Let call, us know how back. that goes. Okay. Uh, some other folks are waiting online, uh, and two, as I mentioned, two first-time callers. Yeah. So well,
2: Neville was a first-time
0: caller yes, too. Yes, indeed. So
2: don't be a stranger.
1: Absolutely. And Charlie and I shall return
0: after these words. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Oh, you heard that little bell? Yeah,
2: you're getting your sneak arm all ready to go there. <laughs>
1: that that first-time bell ring is for Barbara in Cambridge. Good morning, Barbara. Welcome to the show.
2: Oh, good morning. Hi, Barbara.
4: Hi. Um, Last year, I planted a butterfly bush. Mm-hmm. And it got about three feet high, and I had lots of blooms, but I didn't do anything with it. Oh, that's fine.
2: Yep, that's good. I never cut my butterfly bush down in the fall. Oh,
4: okay.
2: What you're going to do in the spring, um, as we start to, you know, spring arrives, the snow melts, the ground starts to warm up, what you will discover is that... That plant, depending on the winter, depending on how much wind it was exposed to and how cold we get as the winter progresses, sometimes I lose the entire, everything above ground on my butterfly bush, and I have to cut it right down to ground level, basically, because I can see little green buds growing right down at the ground, and everything above that's dead. When we have a mild winter, though, I'll find that sometimes I'll have growth, you know, two, three feet up still, Mm -hmm. you know, alive, and then I only have to cut, you know, two or three feet off the top of the branches. So it's just a question of cutting back to live wood when uh, when it becomes obvious what's alive and what's dead.
4: Oh, so you have to wait. Yeah. Um, so, say, in the winter, wood, uh, should I pro- tar- try to protect it with some burlap or anything?
2: I wouldn't. Um, no. I assume it's in a sunny location.
4: Uh, s- it is, but s- it's s- kind s- of exposed to... The wind. Um, north and south.
2: Yeah, yeah, so it's getting the south sun, but is it sitting out by itself somewhere, or is it in a garden with other plants?
4: Um, it's uh, pretty well by itself, yeah.
2: yeah. Well, um, I think you'll have to see. I mean, okay. um, you're right. Exposed and all by itself. It is a zone five plant and where you are in Cambridge, you might be zone five. All right. Uh, but you also might be zone six, depending on sort of what you know, there's microclimates all over the place. So see how it looks in the spring. Because sometimes people do lose butterfly bushes over the winter just because of that. I think they're just too exposed to the elements. So if if it is doesn't survive Hopefully it's a guaranteed plant and you could get another one. And maybe you could come up with a location to put it where it's just going to get a little less of that northwest exposure, a little less northwest wind, okay. and lots of southern sun. They and only you'll,
4: last usually a few years anyway, don't
2: they? I've they had one that's been in my garden for probably 18, 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, oh. yeah. So. and it's, <laughs> on, it's right on a west wall. It's right against a west wall, okay. so it gets all that sun beating on the wall, which is warm, okay. but it does get some wind for sure as well.
1: So,
4: well, good all luck right, with... well, then I know what to do in the spring. Yeah. Okay. So,
1: Thank you, Barbara. Thanks for calling. And keep in touch, okay? Lines are open for Don't everyone. be
2: a stranger. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Absolutely. We're here every Saturday. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, hey, another bell ring here. Uh, this is this is for Tommy in uh, Brantford. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Um, I have uh, several large
6: plant containers next to our west-facing wall. The containers don't get sun until about two in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had some success growing with petunias in them, but I would like to know if there's anything else I I can try. The containers are are,
1: are sheltered by a a really big overhanging eave so the uh, plants have to be
6: watered by hand.
2: Right. Did, would you be interested in growing things you could eat? Because you could, in that situation, grow lots of, like, leaf lettuce and some... You could grow parsley.
1: At uh, so the front of my house, I would make uh, like it uh, look a wee bit uh, neat. than Oh, you
2: pretty. <laughs> well, but there's some pretty herbs out there. Okay. Uh, well, Westwall, sun after two, but it is a hot sun when you get the sun. Yes. Oops, sorry. I'm breathing into the mic there. Um, because I'm, I'm flashing on things like, you know what would be probably really nice would be coleus, because coleus do very well in situations where they only get even an hour of sun a, a day. And there's some beautiful coleus out there. And, of course, that's, they... Yeah, that's, I,
6: I, I grow coleus, but not in the... Planet. I never tried them in the planner. Oh, okay. Um, what about... Um, uh,
2: the fibrous begonia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Any of the begonias would do fine, a be- fibrous or tuberous. Mm-hmm. Uh, keeping in mind, though, that that hot sun is just you know, that hot late afternoon sun, you'll just have to recognize that they might look like they're dry when the sun is beating down on them and their leaves will all get limp, mm-hmm. but they aren't really dry if you touch the soil.
5: You just feel the soil, you touch the soil. Yeah,
2: before you water. Because they will, some, we call that they flag in the, in the heat, mm-hmm. uh, so that, and because that west sun can be so hot. So yeah. just realize that about them. There's some great shrubs, too, you could probably put in there, some small, like, miniature. Would you want shrubs or you like annuals?
1: No, the shrubs will be fine.
2: there's a there's a re- some really um sweet um, there's a miniature wajila called my Monet, uh, which is very very nice. It's uh, you can look that one up in a book or on the web and see if that grabs you. It's a great looking plant, blooms pretty well all summer as well. So, thanks, Tommy. Thank and, you very much uh, for the call. We're almost at a racetrack, yes, as you say.
1: Indeed, we are. Well, where, did the, where did the hour go? I don't know. Zing. Gone. No gone.
2: No kidding. So Valentine's Day coming up. We're yep. all uh, ready for lots of. T- Fun with our sweethearts. And the great backyard bird count starting Friday and all next weekend. So get ready with your pens and and paper.
1: Tomorrow, I'm heading out to a little birthday celebration. Quinn, my Ah, now 10-year-old granddaughter, is uh, having a birthday bash in Hamilton. So I'll be seeing the gang there.
2: Good. Good for you. Yeah. Well, you have fun doing that. All right. And I am, yeah, I'm doing my usual visiting the family and all yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff, I'm shoveling snow, I'm sure. So, <laughs> have a
1: great weekend, everybody. Yes,
2: and thank you, Sebastian. Thanks to our great callers, and congratulations. I think we had more first-time callers today than Fine. ever. Yeah, wow. that, was, that was incredible. Thanks, everybody. See you again next week.
0: You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin.